let me push it uh six years ago because that was right before justice league for dc which was the <laughs> reputation destroyer that was the reputation um destroyer. you don't think it was ba- okay I'm no, not even gonna this, but Superman. i think it was batman versus Superman. Wait, 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 wait. Definitely Batman versus Superman. let me let me let me, let me. Another episode of the Keeg Talks. Uh, this is the Keeg Talks Blue Beetle, uh, the movie. Uh, and uh, we did do an episode a couple couple episodes back about uh, Jaime Reyes as a character. Um, actors and writers were on strike. They are no longer on strike. And so think of this as like, a, you know, a, 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 a recap kind of episode. It's been a couple months since Blue Beetle has come out. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. If you could see us live, you could watch us on uh, twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, or you listen to the podcast wherever you get podcasts, and then you can't see who our guests are. It's the same guests as a couple episodes ago when we're talking about Jaime Reyes as a character. Uh, let me introduce Blue Beetles Bug herself, Michelle, who is now I... Blue Beetles Bug, but when you were on the Jaime episode... I, I changed my name. Listen, I was like... I, this is this is partially I blame Ben. Don't dead name her. <laughs> but like bl- blame Ben, positive, like affirmatory and not derogatory. Um, uh-huh. But I was like, let me take my name out of this. Like y'all don't have to know me. Like you you know me by my guy, my guy. Yeah, but now you actually have a username to back it up, and you didn't before. Yeah, yep. and I I change your display so anyone who's watching us live. They, you are officially Blue Beetles bug. Oh, okay. We love. So, you know, um, we also got to introduce BT Artist 98, Ben Torres. I've come back from my, uh, a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I, I had a lot going on. <laughs> uh, in short, I had a lot going on. I still have a lot going on and I will still continue to have a lot going on, which but i'm back i'm here you are hopefully my internet keeps me here actually i'm I'm hoping it does too i'm hoping we're this i feel like last time last time dimitri's internet went out and we just sat and like talked for a good 30 40 minutes just about like we were just chatting we were just so good at this yes no Um, because i was like i was like i was like wait she's good at the social media thing hold on wait Put it on. Put it on, Coach. Put it on. No. I um, actually got drafted to the TikTok lifestyle um, by these two. So there we go. I'm glad glad you're on it. More videos coming. Every time I record myself, I'm like, I hear my own voice and I'm like, oh, let me just hit delete. I feel like. But uh, we'll see. Both you guys do really good work. Ben is in the unhinged corner of content creation. And Michelle is in the super hinged corner because oh my God. the research that Michelle does, you know, 
The research. I, I, mean, I can't it's... argue with you because the video that's doing well right now. Is he? Is he? He's frozen. He, yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. So he'll about the Terry Joe audio. That's... Well, oh. <laughs> I knew it happened. I knew what happened. I knew what happened. I knew what happened. Happen. Always happens to me. But what I'm saying it's is, okay. I we'll can't just, even we'll argue. Take a shot every time it happens. I have Dr. Pepper, so anytime it happens, I'll just drink one of those Dr. Pepper, not spawn, not spawn. So, um, wait, hope, hopefully they're not, like, hold on, let me shut up. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, uh, since this is, you know, uh, a, a more concise episode, uh, a couple yes. months have passed since since the, the, the movie has come out, and I feel bad because this movie was so important, and it happened when the strike happened and people just couldn't talk about it. Did you guys feel like, like it was tough in that respect? Like it, it's more like tough beans sort of situation. Um, like obviously the strike had to happen, but also mm-hmm. the fact is yeah. like, I felt like this, this movie was so important to the culture. Um, and it yeah. just kind of sucked that, you know, no one could talk about it. It yeah. did, and then it, it really sucked that, like, wow, I was, like, personally, like, just going through it. Then I wanted to talk about Blue Beetle, and it was Hispanic Characters Month. The, the execs were like, but what if we drag this out longer? Actually, no, because here's here, here's here's the team. Here's the team. I don't understand why a lot of influencers decided to say, screw it, and talk about stuff. Because no matter what, they're still messing with your bag, too? <laughs> like this strike is for your bag too right mm-hmm. so i didn't talk about it and i didn't say anything but i'm i'm just thinking can they pay these people so they can promote their hard work because you have these a bunch of people who work on this beautiful this really fun really energetic movie and they just couldn't promote or talk about it because the people who they made the movie for didn't want to pay them what they were due this right. movie is coming to streaming either. I think it's either on streaming or it's coming it's to on streaming soon. On streaming. It's on as of Friday. Had, HBO beautiful. Max. Had, had the strike not happened, they would not have gotten any residuals from this streaming. So let's yeah. thank the strike because they deserve those residuals because this was a good movie. Yeah. Um, For both of you, uh, how many times have you watched this movie? Because it's been a couple months. How many times have you watched this movie? <laughs> Um, whether it's in theaters, on streaming, or on w- whatnot, me personally, I've seen it. I've seen it twice. Nothing crazy. I can't. I don't overwatch movies. I try not to. I'll watch. Like I'll. I have to leave some time. So mm-hmm. right now, you know, I'm. I'm. You know, I can rewatch movies. I just have to keep yeah. enough time that I kind of forget about the little things, and then it's a little bit fresher. I've seen it twice. I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, uh, I saw it once. Uh, with Michelle, and then I saw it the second time with my mom, and I wanted to because I wanted to take my mom to go see it, and my mom just thought it was. I mean, she liked it a lot. She liked the family stuff, but uh, she was like, "It's really loud and ex- like there's a lot of explosions and stuff." I'm like, "I, I'm yeah. sorry." It's an action movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip your narrative from earlier when you said hinged and unhinged. I'm gonna give you a hinged answer. I've only seen it once in theaters. And it was <laughs> I'm really not to be unhinged. The Kajida, Kajida. Even though I didn't mind Khadija like from Living Single because <laughs> we love Queen Latifah. <laughs> you've been have you, you've been calling Khadija like as you read the comments. Well, 
you just named you want the honest no. answer, or do you do you like I'm the honest answer? <laughs> yes, I have been. I know it's Kajida. I've been reading it as Khadija on purpose, though, because okay. I'm like, this is Queen Latifah. This is Queen Latifah in her hit role from Living Single in the '90s. So it's yes. her voice you're picturing. <laughs> yes. Okay. You and I, T Y. In the movie, oh. it's voiced by Becky G. Yes. What? With like the, it's Becky G's voice, um, but they did edit it to have like that, you know, like Siri robotic yeah. sounding thing. But she yeah. did great. Love her. She did great. Love Not, her music. Wait, why she's is she in two, she's in two underrated superhero movies, Power Rangers and this. No, she's a queen. We love her. We stan. Yeah. No, and she was out here um, prior to when she was hired for the movie. She was hired actually like a while back from what I saw online. She was hired like a year plus prior to it being announced that she was in the film. Mm. Um, I will give you the unhinged answer. So, yes. okay. So unhinged Ben danger. has his little kaji dot. So here is my, okay, so admittedly, okay. So I, since our comic talk, I moved for grad school. So this is my little grad school apartment. So I don't have all of my Beatles stuff with me. What I do have is my little Beetle plushie. Uh-huh. Um, he was a collab with Build-A-Bear. It, it's just the the little outfit. This is just a regular Build-A-Bear otherwise. Um, but he's great, super soft. He will be in the background for the rest of this. Okay, I, obviously, huge fan. Um, no, he will, he's gonna fall. Um, obviously, huge fan. I saw the movie in theaters five times. Um, I am a rewatcher. I will rewatch things until I die. Um, I have a list of movies that I continuously rewatch, like at least once a month. Um, Blue Beetle is now on that list. Um, the other two include the Batman, Lego Batman, amongst like superhero films. Otherwise, it's just like Casablanca because I can rewatch the shit out of that any time of day, anytime, okay. any day. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I then... just want to interject: three best theatrical Batman movies are to me Lego Batman, The Batman, and Mask of the Phantasm. But that's just me. That's that's We're valid. Um I'm gonna be We're real, I do like that. Batman and Robin because I enjoy camp and I think it was funny. And I think people are haters and they hate having fun. <laughs> um, I and I think it's a fun little that, watch. But... I don't think it was accurate at all. I think it's a fun little watch. It's fun okay. to just ha ha he he sometimes and yes. that's exactly what that film is for. Ben is Ben is not Ben Ben gets me. He, he I mean, it. I get it. I'm just saying it's not. I get it. Top three best think... theatrical release, theatrically released Batman movies. Um, Two sidebar on it. Batman and Robin. Just sidebar on it. It's 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 almost camp because half of it is like a medical drama with Alfred like dying <laughs> and like oh yeah, that really... random plot line like yeah. Was like, okay, we can't, like, we can't we can't why did we try to be serious? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. To like to so, sidebar to end the sidebar real quick. Like the fact that that was Barbara and Bruce's story. It's so funny, but whatever. <laughs> so, so okay. So Michelle was saying she she's watched it five okay, times so in theaters. I, I saw it five times in theaters. Uh-huh. Um, before it came out to streaming to HBO Max, which has since been renamed Max, but I will be calling it HBO Max until I die. Um, it was available to purchase on Amazon Prime as well as at for streaming or for just watching virtually. I, I don't think it would be streaming if I bought it, but. Right. Um, it was also available for a uh, hard copy DVD purchase. I don't own a DVD player, so I didn't buy it. Um, I know I have a friend who doesn't own a DVD player and she bought it anyways. So real, um, but, but I didn't do that. Um, again, I don't even have a TV here. Like there's no point. 
I don't have a DVD player on those computers either. Either. Um, and then I saw it once via Amazon through buying the video uh, because my dad really wanted to watch it because um, I didn't have a chance to watch it with him when he helped me move in here. Um, but I kept telling him I really loved the movie. And obviously, I'm Mexican. He's Mexican. I was like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. You need to watch this. So um, we bought it on like the family account and then watched it once there. And then since it has come to streaming on Friday, I haven't had the chance to watch it because I'm in final season. But you best believe when I'm on my plane back home, it will be downloaded and streamed on the plane. Okay. All right. So um, we've all we've all seen it roughly the same amount of times. Is that what you said? Like, no, I'm just joking. Michelle, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle's seen it so many times more than us. I don't know. I... My one to her, 506. Like, <laughs> no, it's her. that meme of like, of like Brie Larson where she's like, this guy saw Captain Marvel 81 times <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <Y'all seen> that? <laughs> that I haven't seen that. Little. Where is he for the Marvels? Because <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I, I, I want to see it. I want to see that. <laughs> um, so, so um, uh, uh, I don't know if your guys' grading scale has gotten better for the Blue Beetle movie since you saw it like a couple months ago, thinking about it, not thinking about it, whatever. Um, out of 10, what would you guys, what would you guys rate it? Out of 10. Yeah, let me go to my, let me, let me go to my uh, letterbox. So I'm consistent. Are we, you're, oh, you're pulling out the letterbox? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, sometimes, I mean, your, your, your feelings change though. Your feelings no, change. I, I, I feel the same. And every time, this is on my chair. So every time I look at it, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I said, I said on Letterbox four to five, so eight out of ten. That sounds about right. That's like eight out of ten. Really, really enjoyable. It's kind of low key. It's if it had like a marketing budget that wasn't a hop skip and a wish. It wasn't uh, like a glue, like a, yeah. shoot, a single shoestring. Like I think it would have hit big. I think it would have hit, hit big. Yeah, because it yeah. was. It, it's, I also feel like if it was released maybe four or five years earlier where we're not in this where we weren't in the yeah. like blockbuster year to end all blockbuster years because why did certain movies that should have been like 700 800 of the dollar movies like flop uh because they released 805 movies at the same time okay i do i do agree with that i wouldn't go as far back as saying releasing it four to five years ago because i think like a lot of the sony spider no. movies like harken to early 2000s but That's... i would say that like even if blue beetle was released last year or next year it would have been better okay this year I'm was just so a really real i'll weird... be so real and i'm saying this as a dc girly like my little kevin mcguire print up there yeah my superman print in the back my little yeah. beetle mirror okay um the fault was not only marketing the fault was not only superhero fatigue for everyone for every genre for every like sony marvel dc in the theaters dc's movie rep yeah is in the toilet Listen, I'm, I'm gonna be so real i say this yeah, as the blue beetle super fan i am yeah i say this as the blue beetle super fan i am i was talking to people in my, co- in, my in my life and i was like hey like let's go see the movie like i feel like you would really like it and my friends and i were like look we're only seeing it because of you and they came out and they loved it i was like this is the issue with why the DC brand rep is in the toilet and why we just need like a like a little restart. I am yeah. hoping that after and knock on wood, everyone, that after Superman Legacy is good, that um, you know, fingers crossed, 
that people will be like, oh, you know, you should watch Blue Beetle and it will become a cult favorite, like a cult classic. Listen, yeah. and the, one of the main criticisms I've seen for this movie is, well, actually, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. I'm sorry. For the marketing budget, I want to say, okay, so I um, lived in Los Angeles and big Mexican-American population, huge Mexican-American population. I did see, and also like home of Warner Brothers Studios. So all around Burbank, where Warner Brothers Studios is located, there are advertising signs for that, but I'm told they only put that up pretty much near Burbank, like DC stuff, because like the actors will drive around there and like take pictures there. So that makes sense. In other parts of Los Angeles, I, however, I did still see marketing posters. That being said, Los Angeles, Hollywood, like we get it. Um, the crazier part to me was that literally like a few weeks before the movie, I had gone on vacation to visit my family in Mexico City. Mind you, climate first live action Mexican American hero. I didn't see a single ad. I went to a comic book store in Mexico City. I went to the number one rated comic book store in Mexico City. It has a crazy amount of Google reviews. I have a review of the store on my Instagram if you're curious. It's not that serious if you don't want to see it, but there are some cool pictures of what it looks like. I always love seeing what shops look like, especially in other countries. Um, um, now I speak Spanish. Um, so I came in there, I came in with my dad and I was just browsing through the collection. They did have, you know, Blue Beetle Graduation Day comics. They had them out in their section. Um, it wasn't like specially advertised. Um, they didn't have any sort of posters or adverts for Beetle. Now I wasn't, I was just like, you know, feeling the vibes. I, so I, I went and I got like a booster figurine. I don't know if I even posted that online, but went to the cashier to check out and I'm talking to this woman where you know Richard chatting I'm like oh how's your day how's your day I was like oh you know like I'm from the US I'm from Los Angeles like our comic book stores don't look like this this place was huge I was yeah. like your, your shop is so cool it's really organized really well are you excited for the Latino movie and I shut the, I shut up I was like let me let me see what she says she didn't know it was coming out in like three weeks yeah that was insane to me. The main, one of the main, like the main comic store on Google reviews in Mexico City for a Mexican American live action hero. Right. That was like, I, I fully blame marketing budget. I fully blame also DC brand rep. But yeah, that mean, was, I think, the reason why the movie was mainly flopping. I did see for like actual like movie, like film critics who were like paid that one of the biggest critiques of the movie was that it followed, you know, the standard superhero plot origin. Of course, this this will contain spoilers, so I don't know. Yeah, if you well, I mean, seen- this whole episode is going to contain spoilers, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But, you know, and I've, I, I did put a lot of thought into this because I was like, okay, I can't just, you know, be a fan. Like, if there is, you know, critique, we have to be able to critique, like, you know? And I was like, okay, at this point... I feel like there's been every superhero origin story. Like they're all vaguely similar. They all follow like generic, like the hero's journey, you know, psychological or whatever that's called, like the cultural plot that was created by that guy. Yeah. Hero's journey is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was just like an unfair criticism. I also feel like it was one of those terms. So I know there's one, there's a term for it for women and people have been applying it to the Marvels where they were saying that like, for example, with the Marvels that they set it up that like, it's all like a woman cast. So like if the movie failed, people would be like, Oh, well it's because no one wants to see women superheroes. I think part of the drop date, like DC spent a lot of money um, marketing the flash. Regardless of your feelings of the movie, regardless of your thoughts of the movie, they did factually, they spent a lot of money 
marketing the flesh that was even in like the Super Bowl trailers. I think they didn't really want to do Beetle. I I don't really know what pushed them to do it. The um, movie like at all? to release to release it to anything because i mean they had the whole thing with batgirl which was obviously horrible and they yeah. should still release it on hbo max at the bare minimum for artistic purposes like that was ridiculous i'm glad they released beetle i thoroughly enjoyed the movie um but i mean at this point like you have to ask like and i say this like as a huge dc fan it's like do they enjoy shooting themselves in the foot almost like if you don't market your movie, how are people who are not fans, like just casual audiences, going to be able to know that even your movie is coming out? Like yeah. let alone have an opinion. Like even know that the movie is out to see. So like, I'm gonna maybe jump someone's in. Curious, they're like, let me go see it. I'm gonna jump go in and I'm gonna say that like I looked. I was like wondering because this this year's been a long year. What Warner Brothers movies came out that were bigger than Blue Beetle? Like what would they have paid their marketing budget for? Right? Oh, like, Barbie. Barbie was huge. I mean, even Creed 3, Creed 3, even Shazam 2, like had a bigger marketing budget than Blue Beetle, right? But like Evil Dead Rise, maybe. I don't know if that, but The Flash definitely did. Barbie definitely did. Meg 2 The oh. Trench, right? Like Meg 2 The Trench had a huge that marketing was, yeah, budget. Yeah, that was. <laughs> like, you know, Blue Beetle didn't really, but like, and then the horror movies that like Warner Brothers has. Um, the nun to whatever Wonka. And... Towards the end, after they had money from Barbie's massive success, which it deserved the success, of course. Yeah, no slander to Barbie. Yeah. Um, they did have more marketing for Beetle, like right before, like literally like, the week it was coming out, which obviously wouldn't have been far enough in advance. They had that promotion in Philly at the Museum of Art over there. Yeah. Um, in El Paso, I know they hired local artists to you know commission that painting outside the um that mural outside of the i believe it was the movie theater i had a friend send me photos of that i thought that was beautiful but that's small um, right isn't that like but those are small and it's, it, it is generally like for the fans like if i was not a fan i would not have seen it it's literally just local to that city yeah i think the flaw is within marketing within this stuff anyways regardless the bottom line is the movie was super super fun um, i liked it a lot i say this as a beetle fan listen i I do obviously like comic purists, but that being said, you know, obviously they changed some things for the movie. Like, duh, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But they kept the spirit of Beetle and of Jaime and Ted like so well. Yeah. That it was one of those like, oh my gosh, like Beetle. Yeah. I... And like all of my friends who watched it came out, they were like, the blue fucking Beetle. Like, <laughs> Like everyone was beatified after they were like, this right. is so great, Michelle. Like, we're so happy you took us. I'm like, yes, like you get it. I feel like so it's most just people, sad that DC didn't market. Yeah. I feel like most people who saw it liked it. Um, I'm just going to refer to my Instagram story that I had posted just to get a, a quick poll. You know, uh, I just want to throw this out. Um, I asked people, have you seen, have you seen the movie yet? And it's been a couple months. Have you seen the movie yet? 82% uh, people, percent of people said, I've seen it. 18% of people say, I will see it on streaming now that it's out, right? Um, mm -hmm. But then out, like the grades, roughly what people were grading is like 47% said it was an A, 47% people said it was a B, and then 7% said it was a C. Nobody said it was a D or an F. At least mm -hmm. not yet, right? And so, <laughs> like, 
and I and I put a stipulation: only vote if you have seen the movie. Don't right. be voting if you saw five minutes of it. Yeah, we trust everyone's you, honest. Like, you know, and then there's obviously going to be people who didn't vote at all. Understand yeah. that, right? <clears throat> but the people Happens. who did vote, you know, um, but like I think I would have given it like uh, a nine. I like nine out of ten would have been my my things. There is like some things that I would have done differently, very small things, but like an A minus yeah. is a relatively good score. You know? Yeah, there were things everything, that I you guys have said has is why I said four to five years ago, because that was a little bit after let me push it. Uh six years ago. Because that was right before Justice League for DC, which was the <laughs> reputation destroyer. That was the reputation. Um, you don't think it was Batman? Okay, I'm no, not even gonna get into this, but I think it was Batman versus Superman. Wait, 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 wait. Definitely Batman versus Superman. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Hold on. Okay, Actually, let me, let me be actual real. This is why. This is why. It was Man of Steel. This is why. No, this is why. people let me, are let me, generally this positive why. reviews of Man of Steel. Superman. No, let me, let me explain. Suicide Squad killed. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain. I'm afraid your internet's gonna cut out, so I'm gonna let you explain. Yeah, let me explain. Batman vs Superman was strike one, okay. Uh huh. Suicide Squad was strike two. Uh-huh. Wonder Woman was a home run. Yeah. Right. And then Justice League strike three. We're out. You're about to get haters. Aquaman. Aquaman was a fluke. Okay, Aquaman was a fluke fully. And you want to lie? I think people like it because of the CG. I think literally, Jason literally, Momoa is charismatic. Okay, I, Jason I Momoa even, can't. Maybe Jason you know, Momoa can't sell a movie. CG because my dad is general audiences. He's obsessed mm-hmm. with anything that has really pretty CG. My dad will mm-hmm. watch anything with pretty CG multiple times in theaters. I think there's a lot of people in like general audiences who are like him. He literally knew nothing about Aquaman. I watched the hell out of that movie with my dad because he was so obsessed with watching the CGI. He loved that shit and he ate that shit up. And a lot of literally. especially international audiences eat it up. So. That's yeah. why it was good. That's and, why it got and right. that and that's why it was a fluke, just like how Venom One flopped, uh, flopped here. Uh, Venom One eight. I'm sorry, eight. <laughs> Venom One, but Venom One get, flopped okay. here domestically. Flopped in China, where when China's market actually still mattered to movies because now they're like, we're not letting y'all's movies out, and when we do, we ain't gonna see because we don't care. Like. Then that's why that's why certain big studios have stopped kind of carrying to China's market because they like stopped showing up for our movies, which I don't it's whatever, they have their own stuff. Um but when China's market Oh, okay. Oh, no. Um Ben, we've lost you. Um okay. we'll, see if he, we'll see if he hops in. Um so I will interject with things about the movie that I think people necessarily did not know if they were not within um, Spanish-speaking Mexican-American communities or grew up with, like, Mexican-American culture that they might have missed, just as, yeah. like, little things. Yeah. First of all, um, Spanish, just like English, has many dialects. This was Mexican dialect. And that was, I mean, I don't want to say that was rare in some movies, but, like, some movies, even when they're speaking Spanish, a language which I speak, um, not just accent-wise, there are difficulties for me to understand, but slang-wise, yeah. sometimes, I they're just, it doesn't translate. Um, but this, the writing, oh, okay. He'll be back, okay. he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back, fingers crossed. Um, slang-wise, the writing was fantastic. 
like it was it was spot on I was like I felt like someone was like viewing me talking to my cousins and like the writing was phenomenal okay uh-huh. okay Ben facts okay the other thing so writing like the Spanish actual <laughs> was great we'll be back to you in a second um the other thing that um I think they okay so um, Angel Soto mentioned it in one of his um, videos, or sorry, one of his interviews. I definitely don't remember which one, so sorry about yeah. this. Um, but there is a very specific subgenre of, and Guillermo del Toro is also famous for this. But basically, there's a very uh, specific fictional subgenre that was in that is in Latin America. The translation of it in English is magical realism um, that translated well to the film, like yes there is like we switched from like dan garrett's original origin of kajida being like a magical scarab from you know egypt and uh, to having like alien roots with the reach although that was obviously not explored in the movie that is like current continuity in canon he'll be back it's okay i'm just gonna roll past it um yeah even though we have moved past that there were still elements of magical realism in the film especially in the scene where um Hyman meets his father in like the I would hesitate to call it the afterlife, maybe like the middle ground. Yeah. Um, that was filmed I beautifully. Was I I was so honestly, I was so on edge from the scene. It was almost like a scene of relief seeing him again. Like I knew he was dead. Like I knew he was gone. Yeah. But I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I was just waiting for him to, to like just give his son a hug. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like it was so emotional. It was so well written. The actors ate, like it was great. Yeah. Um, so that was that. I'm trying to think what else. Um, they did have cultural references throughout the film, um, different kinds of foods, um, different kinds of like little posters in the background. Yeah. Um, and then I did like the tie-ins with, in general, um, how the United States has treated Latin America in different um, at, like political aspects in the past. So all of those things were great, and they were little tidbits, um, specifically for the Mexican dialect Spanish, which like I don't know if people were commenting on that, but like as a Mexican, like wow like yeah. they ate with that i mean it was super important to to the director right as uh, like we we heard him speak um when he was talking about the movie and that like uh it was super important for him to bring something um um uh, authentic to it i don't know if ben is still with us but we'll just um, we'll just yeah yeah we, we he's he's here know. in spirit yeah what I was going to say, and I was hoping that Ben would be here for, for this, but basically, um, okay, cool. Um, is that like, I don't think this movie would, it could have been made authentically five years ago. And that's not I, because of on hell. That's because of the studios. Yeah, that's because the of the producers. It would have been blue beetle directed by Ron Howard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been less cultural. I think. Yeah. I think studios now are, especially after the great success that it definitely deserved of like Black Panther 1. And then they're like, okay, well, audiences do enjoy like seeing like actual representation of their people. Now, obviously Wakanda is not a genuine cult. It's a right. fictional society and so, so on right. and so forth. Um, and Lubito represents like Mexican-American culture specifically. Um, I know that like one of the, um, oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll worry about Ben when Ben comes back. We'll be back. Yeah. Um, like I said, I know some of the major critiques of the movie was one, it was like a standard origin story, and I was just like, okay, so it followed the hero's journey. That yeah. felt like a stupid I didn't critique. Think it was a standard there. I'm not origin even gonna story. lie. 
I honestly, I thought it felt fresh, especially with his family being the involved family from the get go. Yeah, and I think it was, and that was actually one of the even with like. <laughs> We're back. Um, even with like movie criticisms um, that I read, Ben like, is on really... mute. By the way, Ben, you're on mute. Oh. <laughs> Everybody on mute. Um, even on like film criticisms of the movie that went in was that they were praising the family, and yes. I really, really love that family aspect because I feel like in a lot of Latino households, like the family is like such a huge thing, such a huge focus. Um, I know it's like that in my household. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, hey, okay. Okay, <laughs> with the background. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, family was so well. Um, the one, if I had to like, do like a little. Now they, okay. So I didn't love Victoria Cord. Susan and Sarandon? I was very okay. afraid of Jenny before watching the movie. Yeah. Now my my side note to this is that my favorite character, while it is Blue Beetle, my number one favorite character of all time is Blue Beetle Ted Cord. Okay. Yes. So I was so afraid that they were going to destroy Ted's reputation and slander my guy's name, slander my guy's name to the general audience because general audiences doesn't know who the fuck Ted Cord is. Like Thank I don't you. know. Like there was some random people who were like. Jaime is not the Blue Beetle, it's Ted. And all the Ted fans were like, shut up. No, he's not. <laughs> like, his whole thing was he's always wanted to retire. Like, don't speak on Ted. Don't yeah. ever speak on Ted. Um, but I was so afraid of Jenny and Victoria because they're completely new. They're, they're OCs. They are now in DC comic canon. Um, they were introduced into the um, comic canon through uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day 2022, yeah. I believe, was the first yeah. issue, if not late 2021. Um with um, Josh Trujillo, who is currently um, writing the current one, which is Blue Beetle Scarab War. Um, so go read that. Yeah. Um, great. Is Jenny um, is Jenny in the comics right now? No, right? Um, so she's from the block. Sorry, I'm trying to think. No, she is not in the comics. Okay. Um, so there's been like thoughts of like, are they introducing her? Like, what's going on? To be honest when they said so the actress um bruna she is um ethnically brazilian and um so she's not mexican-american like the rest of the cast members of like yeah. jaime and his family who are obviously all mexican-american um when they were saying that so ted, they made ted, ted um like a white american and when they said that jenny obviously they she kept bruna the actress she kept her ethnicity in the film she remains brazilian i my soul stopped my heart stopped my uh -huh. soul stopped the fear in my soul that they were going to say that um, Bea was Ted's wife yeah. and that Jenny was their daughter. The fear was insanity. Um, Dimitri was with me in the theater. I think he must yeah. have seen me freeze because I just about had a heart attack. I when they and then they showed like a little photo and I was like, it didn't look like her, so I don't yeah. think it's her. But I just about had a heart attack in that theater. I was so afraid. Um, I the one nitpicky thing, and this is only as a Ted fan was that they Jenny was talking about her mom to Hyman that scene at um Ted's abandoned mansion yeah um where she was saying that like oh yeah like my mom inspired him to be the blue beetle and I was like obviously the mom never existed in canon but I was just like interesting choice interesting choice that being said um I know that um blue beetle like Ted's blue beetle run in um 1986 was one of the runs that was recommended by DC and one of the ones that I'm sorry, one of the runs that both Angel and then I believe Garrett, who is the writer of the movie, 
um, recommended and that they read prior to making the movie. And I did feel like the rest of Ted's characterization was spot on. Yeah. Um, I loved the mansion. I literally have freeze frames screenshotting of every part of that home and lair, yeah. um, the beetle cave, so that I could find little, um, what is it called? Like Easter uh, eggs. Easter eggs. So yeah. I could find Easter eggs. Um, Can I throw out a crazy, my last crazy thing theory? Before, oh. so sorry, my last yeah. thing before I come back, my issues with Victoria Court. So um, I believe the actress is Susan Sheridan. Susan I, I believe that's her name. So, okay, yeah. so we'll just I'll call her Susan. I'll call her Susan. My She's best. a famous I'm actress. Sorry. Yes, I know her. So okay. acting wise, um, at some parts it felt cheesy, but again, I don't really care about that. It's a comic book movie. Things are going to feel cheesy. Like that's fine. That was not right. an issue. It was implied that so they never implied whether she was the older or younger sister of Ted. Again, she's an OC, so I don't know where they wanted to place her. Yeah. They did imply that she was working with, um, but she was working with Ted's father um, to manage court industries. And then when their father um, left, he left the industry to Ted instead of Victoria, who had been like his right-hand man or right-hand woman, I guess. Yeah. So it disregarded a lot of like, comic facts about ted when they did that so that was like my gripe with it and it, it, it of course let me be clear i don't like ted's dad either he was never great to ted um as seen in 1986 which i have a why you should read this infographic on my instagram uh-huh. so if you need convincing to read it head to my instagram but it made it seem like it, through no fault of his own it made it seem like ted willingly just like took the company from away from victoria even though he never wanted court industries and canon so i didn't love that that being said, everything they did with the Beetle Cave, um, everything they did with um, his weaponry and uh-huh. the bug, eight. Okay. Eight. I was shaking with excitement. In You're the hitting the all your points. You're it. not going to have anything to talk about when we. Can... I'm so sorry. Demetri was next to me in the theater, and I had to like audibly cover my mouth you to loved stop it. myself yeah. from screaming in the theater when the bug had the scene with, um, I believe it was Kickstart My Heart was playing, and they were entering um on pago island yeah yeah masterpiece all right i'm done i've said my part (laughs) ben how you how you doing how you doing over there um i think i'm finally situated okay i think we're all good you can feel a bit more pretty get from this angle which is nice um yeah i'm giving it to y'all i'm giving you some we gotta we gotta charge for that Come on, we gotta. If we're gonna do that, we gotta no, make money off of it. it. I've been having so many issues with my internet, and I don't know. I like, I, I was like, oh, my, I guess that's why I thought needs to update, and then I update my laptop, and it's like, you need to update again. Again, jail. So, all I can so, say is, Ben, be closer to the microphone. Oh, so I'm using my earbuds. Um, oh, you are? So not, yeah. Okay, that's okay. Um, yeah, um, it's quiet. So to tell you, fam. Ben, here's here's a question for you. What were your favorite moments of the movie? Um, first of all, George Lopez. Okay, yeah. George Lopez. Listen, if George Lopez is in a movie, instant plus two stars. Like because <laughs> Sharkboy Lava Girl, instant plus two stars because George Lopez is in it. Mister Electric, send that to the principal's office. Um, but you know he's Jaime's like uncle who is funny, and then he is, like, kind of like, you know, the king is down, like, you've never seen Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee, there's a character that's just like that in that movie, but we see it connected 
through his grandmother being a revolutionary back in the day. Or his mom, his mom, Heine's grandmother. Yeah. His mom being a revolutionary back in the day. I'm like, oh my God, that is such cute, but like also playful world building. Like, huh? um, I love the relationship with the dad. And then he died. I was not expecting that actually. I was like, they're gonna kill this man. Like he's good. But it was they, bold. They early. It was bold. They said that early. They said he had a heart attack. And he was I was like, I forgot. I thought it was just like, oh wow. They're like really, they're really going for like they just didn't want to stress out Jaime, but you know what's more stressful? Hearing about a heart attack later, and then now there's only a health issue, or you know, hearing about it right away. And he could have helped. And then I really liked um, his relationship with his sister because I was like, wow, having a sister that's tea, like that's so real because sisters do uh, just want to make your life hell. Um, Derogatory, obviously, because uh, and not in like a, not like a super super negative way. Because I actually like my sisters. Um, they're just very silly and very unserious people, and that's what I really appreciate. But then, they're not, like, like your like, first basically. bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your first hater. <laughs> yes. Whoa, childhood trauma just hit. Um, and <laughs> um, all I know is like if I was if I was a, a superhero, my family would know. Like you know what I mean? Like. Like either no, they would find out because I wouldn't be able to hide it, you know, or I would tell them it, either or. But the point being is that like, like Ben, you you're telling me you'd be able to keep that secret from your family. There's I'm okay, so I'm a very weird person. Um, so there's some things that I keep locked in. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you'll know, you'll know if I need you to know, and I will go to great lengths to make sure people come okay is your family yeah. not nosy no they are that's why <laughs> and, and i'm telling you that you would you be able to keep that from your family yes okay all right yes. all right yes. no, no, um me. do you want says, I, I, I have I, a secret identity don't talk yeah, to me i do i do yeah. i'm actually batman yeah yeah and you know, um, George Lopez, I'm not a fascist. <laughs> I'm actually anti-fascist. Let, so. Let's talk about George Lopez. Let's talk about George Lopez because uh, uh, we got a we got a on Instagram. I was I was trying to collect you know questions, comments, concerns about the movie. Uh, Carson four four two zero zero seven, who may or may not be watching this right now, um, says George Lopez was hilarious, and like that was his comment for the movie. I liked George Lopez a lot. Um, I do think George Lopez can be hit or miss. Um, I am a fan of hitting. George Lopez. He was hitting. Yeah. He was hitting all he of hitting. the reason the reason I thought it was a hit in this movie is because his character had a very specific point of view and his his jokes stem from that. If he was just yes. if he was just an uncle, like, oh, it's George Lopez the uncle. And he didn't have that like yeah. very specific point of view that his character had in this. I don't. I think it would have been annoying. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can see what you're saying, but I won't take the George Lopez slander any longer. I'm not slandering it. I'm I saying that his jokes are strengthened I mean, by I mean, a point of view because his comedy, his comedy, like his his stand up, is strengthened by his own personal point of view. Right? That's exactly what I was going to say because I know that in the interviews um, that they were saying, um, like the cast was saying, like behind the scenes, George Lopez actually ad libbed a lot of his lines, and like the way that the cast would react was like their actual reactions because they were like, "Oh my god, George is just going off script! Like, what is he doing?" And he would be making jokes, and people would just respond like, "Oh my god!" 
what is this man saying? Um, and I think it works really well for him because that's his type of comedy anyways. And it reminded me a lot of like, um, what was that show? Like that everyone has a meme of when we were kids that like it woke you up at like 5 a.m. The George, George Lopez, Lopez show. show. Oh, it was the George Lopez show. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, uh, <laughs> I think the, the, the director mentioned that the line where George Lopez is talking about like the water mate, what did it do to his... It, to his testicles um, or whatever like wasn't there a joke like I that? think he was saying it like made them larger or something like the water was contaminated or something <laughs> and that, and, that I, was I, all I, that was ad-libbed yeah and then everyone was looking at him like oh my god what did he just say and then I think that was like the clip that they used probably like the first time they shot it yeah for the reaction it's so funny um it's so good it yeah. is so good also Kanji not calling out um Jaime's little uh Little Ray is rising. His dog neck <laughs> was rising. <laughs> His uh, dog neck was rising, and she did call him out. And honestly, Queen, like, good job, Kadisha. Yeah. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to to throw out a, a theory. I don't think that Jennifer uh, Jenny Cord's mom would have been uh, Bea, but okay. What if? What if? Uh. Bea was her aunt. Like it was just like you just like write a write a sister that got with Ted, and then the aunt that can was... show up. I think it would be cool to have Aunt Fire. You know, yeah. In the way that Booster is like in comic continuity, like kind of an uncle. Yeah, kind of. Like they're not related, obviously at all. But like all of JLI will like come together and like jump anyone. Who's like trying to fight Jaime? Yeah. Um, which respect because like that's their guy, like that's their little bug. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like my my critique if that ended up ever happening where Bea ended up being um, like Ted's wife slash Jenny's mom, yeah. I was like there cannot be there is not only one woman in the population of Brazilian women. Right. Please pick another Brazilian woman for this. <laughs> like, right. ain't no way. Um. What, uh, how did you guys feel about Jenny Cord as a character in the movie? Being a, being a character that's not in the comics, that's not in the cartoons, like, specifically created for this. Um, <laughs> she was okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was fine. She was a little, you know... A little, hmm, how, how is it? A, a little, a little like, oh, this is just she is our plot convenience character because we're gonna write Ted out of it, but also we need her to be everything. We need her to have all the exposition, all this that. Uh, and it felt like she was more of a plot device than yeah. a character, and I was like, that's kind of sad because you just add this like really cunty Brazilian woman to this movie, and she's just kind of just there. <laughs> she's kind of there. I mean, yeah. She was a romantic interest, right? She was. Yeah, she she literally, was sure. literally everything the plot needed her to do in being, she was there, which is fine typically, but like they gave her too many hats. I don't think, I think, I don't think the actress had uh, uh, the, the necessary like skill to wear all the hats, but like overall, she was just inoffensive. She was fine, I guess. But like, I would have. 
in another world, I can see this movie having her and Booster Gold sh- split that role into um, in another world. But because uh, you know she's also trying to look, she's also like wondering where her like dad is at. <laughs> so you know, maybe we can. If James Gunn is a madman and it's like we could do a sequel and we could bring Booster Gold and then they're gonna find Ted and then Ted's gonna be like, then then I'm gonna be like, oh, you get your scarab back and then. He's gonna be like, oh, did you forget? Like, it never bothered with me. It was never. We're not venom, babe. <laughs> like, we, we aren't venom. Okay, we know. Do you guys? You know? Do you guys? Do you guys have any ideas of like what you would want to happen to Ted? To have happened? Because me personally, I would have liked for Ted to have been like shunted forward in time, so he's not as old as Susan Sarandon, but he's still. Because well, I was Jacob, thinking they were, I was Jacob thinking they were going to do Jason Sudeikis. Like that's yeah, who is. I saw. We didn't see him though. No, okay, so the, the, the finger. No, He's, so I don't know if that's him. Yeah. Um, uh, allegedly that might be Booster being like, "Hey, Ted is back. Ted is alive. I have him." Um, I don't. I, I first time I'm hearing the theory that Ted could go forward in time. I'm throwing um, it out there. This is a, this that's is a... it's an interesting theory. I, I'm not a hater. Um, Thank you. I have no idea what they would do um, in terms of that, but I believe they left it open and they purposely did not include Booster because they don't have a casting for Booster yet. But I think they wanted to maybe wait and see how Blue Beetle would do, and then see how, um, like, just generally like the new universe would build up, and if they don't cancel it, I think that would be one of the major plot lines of the Booster Gold TV show, would be Booster recovering Ted with Jaime featuring. Um, it also... That being said, no idea what happened to Ted. Um, I'm not a fan of Jason Stuckey's as Ted. I think as an actor, he's great. But I just yeah. know who I see as Ted, so like, it's a personal thing. Um, Jenny, it was... Um, so I've never seen Bruna in anything before. Yeah, um, I'm I not have really to look sure her if up. she's acted before. I, I didn't know her prior to the film. Um, I liked her outfits. I liked her makeup. I thought beautiful they styled gals, her and dressed gals. her very well. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> okay, um, this is the most nitpicky thing ever, but like every time they have a female character in heels during an action scene, I'm always going insane because, okay, now I know that some women can run in heels. I know yeah, some okay. women can run in heels. I am not her. I am not that girl. I am not that girl. <laughs> something goes down, I'm going to be like, I'm going to need you to hold up. I will take off my shoes and run barefoot Wait. in the streets. I am not running in those heels. Wait. And she had some shoes on during some scenes. And I was like, girly, like, it's the same issue I have with the Wonder Woman boots that they gave um, Gal Gadot, um, where, like, her heels had, like, a little platform wedge. And she's already, like, tall, to my understanding. So, like, it, this is just a nitpicky thing on all women costumes ever. Yeah. But um, furthermore, like, Black Widow had the same issues. I just, I never it- get that. But Gavin furthermore, is, for Jenny, is Ben Affleck's fault because why is that man like six four? Like, what? Why are you that tall? Like, <laughs> it's just so that they can in filming. Yeah, like, I get sorry, it, but whatever. You're straight. The Lakers need just like sit down. <laughs> like sit down a little. So, so Bruna, for, I just looked up. Jenny, Bruna is five yeah. seven, and Gal is five ten. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think she needed them. Gal was already tall. It, it just felt ridiculous. Um, Bruna's also tall. Like she's taller than the average woman. If she's five seven. Um, yeah. Regardless, Carter's um, one... I thought that's that's crazy. Okay. Okay, so um beautiful gowns. 
but also um <laughs> but also I, I do think the issue with her character was that they did I, I I think that they wanted to do booster and studios was like absolutely not absolutely not yeah. we can't do it no booster so they were like well damn and they maybe had an idea for booster potentially but they were like okay we're gonna use jenny and remember like jenny is an oc like they literally just created her out of nothing um i think for like an intro film it was fine i'm not super drawn to like needing to see her again um in terms of a love interest for Jaime, she was fine yeah um it wasn't like i hated her but i didn't love her like there was nothing that really drew me to her as a character uh-huh. um even in any like emotional scenes um i would think that maybe she would feel like one of the things i thought i was slightly confused about is that okay so victoria disliked ted because the father gave the company to ted instead of just liking the father that she worked for that passed the company over to her like she would have like maybe he was like oh is she crazy so i'm passing it to ted um regardless also ted never wanted ted court industries in the first place read the Beatle 1986 anyways moving forward um but so victoria has this like rage over ted i guess because she never got the company in the first place but he's been missing for so long and she still has like that kindle of like hate in her heart so i was kind of like you think she would have mellowed out but also i would have expected i thought it would have been more interesting if jenny was more so on like victoria's side out of feeling resentment that her dad potentially abandoned her because as far as she knows that's what happened like there's no missing persons report like it's not ted court is formally missing in the news and like there's been search parties for him as far as she knows he ghosted and you know maybe she thinks he went to like a justice league mission and never returned or whatever it is whatever the case may be i thought it would made it would have made it a little more interesting if jenny was like not evil but like i'm glad they did you know like resentful towards they do that a lot right? it would have made sense but it, no, they do that they a lot get in movies, along. you know where it's just like oh my dad wasn't there for me and he missed all my soccer games no and, no 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 no, no, no. i know? don't mean like that like she's i mean like she's supporting victoria yeah because then that would actually tie it back to how like ted supported his uncle um jarvis in the original series um and then Jarvis up this whole time was like backstabbing him by using his creations to make like all these like carapaxes essentially on yeah. Pagel Island. So I thought it would have been cool if like Jenny was also like, you know, similar to Ted, like she inherits his intelligence, she helps Victoria in the lab and stuff. And like secretly Victoria is using her and like manipulating her and being like, hey, like, let's go make, you know, these weapons. And Jenny has no idea like what's going on. And it's like, a you know, like, it repeats in the years and then she's like oh my god like i was resentful towards my father because i thought he abandoned me um but actually like victoria's been evil this whole time oh my god i need to team up with Jaime and find that blue beetle guy yeah i i i want to i want to ask ben something about do you do does ben do you have faith for blue beetle going forward like because James Gunn has said that he's going to be using Blue Beetle, right? That he, that that is Blue Beetle. I also think it's interesting that like they, you know, even if we if we disagree or agree on Nathan, um, 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 why am I, um, as guy, uh, yes. what's his name? Oh, 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 Nathan Fillion as guy. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan Fillion as guy. Maybe the JLI has existed and is a little bit older, right? So like. 
whatever. I don't know. I see a lot of possibilities with this new James Gunn DC universe. Ben, ben Affleck was still Batman. That would make sense because Ben Affleck is Batman was like a hundred five. Uh-huh. So that would make sense if he, like, in the Justice League movie, he was like, I gotta form a new team because my first team has disbanded and Ted has disappeared and Booster went back home and Guy's an asshole. That would be interesting, but that would have required a lot of planning and foresight. And clearly, DC and Star Wars can't do that. Um, I think anywho. I can just solve all of this. Just do the Booster Gold series and set it in the past. So all the actors are young, and then JLI is like a historic show. I, I would like it like set in the 80s, like in the Booster Gold TV show. And it'll be like flash forwarding to like the future. Like time I have a theory. Really I have a theory that, that exactly the, what I want. The new I have a theory that the new DC universe isn't gonna be one timeline. That it's going to have a couple different points in time. Because if you're having what a bat if you're having a Batman yeah. with Damien in Batman That's Brave and the Bold. It's my little what? two cents. That was like insane to start off with Damien. Like that's right. my little two cents. I think that they're gonna be shifted. Like, and Superman Legacy is about like maybe the start of Superman. I'm not quite sure. No, no, it's not like the start. But the point being it's is not that, the start. Yeah, it's not the start. But the point being is like they might be jumping around a little. I don't know. Come on. I wonder how they're gonna on. explain this to general Come audiences. Because general audiences already don't understand. Well, first of all, nobody watched general audiences didn't watch Flash. But like Good. we can tell from the from the, the return, the Flash on, like, is the sales. worst movie of twenty twenty. But like they all said that like hate of the movie aside, one of the things the Flash was supposed to do for the future of the DC universe was that it was supposed to reset the timeline. First of all, I saw that movie. I saw that movie one time. I didn't feel I, as someone who went in knowing it was going to reset the timeline. I didn't feel like there was any resetting of the timeline. Number one. Number two. It was not explained. They need to explain it to me like I'm five years old, okay? Because that is the only way general audiences are going to be like, okay, we get this. The timeline was re-explained, which is why I think it's so intelligent when, and I I don't mean this in a disparaging way, when like Spider-Verse is like, okay, let's do this again. And then they run through the whole character animation. Like, it doesn't matter that there are comic super fans who know all that stuff. Like, most people who are watching the movie, general audiences don't know that. We're going to run through it, okay? And I, I love that they do that. DC needs to fucking get on that. Number two, um, I think Blue Beetle might be in cameos in the future. I do not believe they will greenlight Blue Beetle too. I say this as a Jaime fan. Fair enough. I think they could do a. I say this as a Jaime fan. I think he might be featured, not just necessarily as cameos. Like he might be in the Booster Gold TV show. He might show up in like actual cameos. Um, I don't know what he would show up in for a team up because he's like the only teams he's been part of like weren't iconic for him to be in that like team member setting beyond like JLI coming together post like Max coming back to life and everything uh-huh. but like they won't do Blackest Night like you know like so his best chance of like constant featuring is the Booster Gold TV show in my opinion because I don't he's not an iconic like role on Teen Titans or like Young Justice so in fact, he's I, never in comics, Young Justice. Yeah. So, like, I, Ben, you got thoughts? What I have was a, the question. Like, do you think, do you think Blue Beetle's future? Yeah. What Live What action. do you think his future? Yeah, his future is that he's is. Are we gonna get a Blue Beetle too? No, no, we're not gonna get Blue Beetle too. Okay. Um, I hold on to right. I hold on to a little bit of hope. <clears throat> That for representation purposes, that James Gunn might 
push uh-huh. Blue Beetle for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're really cute, Zuzia. I really, I well, really love you. that you have hope. Okay. Um, anyway, they're, they've cast like two Latinos in that movie, and they're all like, and <laughs> Zazov's gonna be like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> like, we're good. We're good. What's the difference she has hired anyway? a lot more Latino actors, I will say, compared to like, yes. literally, even Marvel, who anyway. has like, zero Latinos, like, no, like, Namor was literally. just like the first, like, come on, like, literally, and he's cash- casting them, uh, we're, we're getting cast accurate Latinos, we're not having an America Chavez situation, and I'm still gonna be hurt by that, um, anywho, I think Blue Beetle, I think Michelle is right, I think, I think Miss Bug is right. I think Jaime is probably just gonna pop up in Booster Gold show, um, but I think they're probably gonna do like a Hanalta a Forever type thing where the first season will be Booster Gold and then Jaime comes in like a few episodes in, and then the next season will be like Blue and Gold because you know, like yeah, throw them in there, right? Jolo, Jolo has the sauce to be like a big star because he's young, he's handsome, and he's charismatic. Boom, boom, boom. Like, if he wanted to do drama, he could be the Mexican Timothy Chalamet, you know? Um, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, let's not, let's not compare. I, I'm not a big fan of Timothy Chalamet, so, like... No, I'm not either, but I can't Zolo could do way more out. than Timothy. Listen, I'm not saying... I'm not a big fan, but also, he's putting out hits. He's bringing in numbers, so I can't ignore the facts. He's bringing Maybe in numbers. Yeah. yeah, he's Maybe bringing not in numbers, really he's Wonka. I no, I don't know I don't why, Monica, but listen, Twinkethy Chalamet, Twinkethy Charcuterie Board puts butts in seats. So you know, oh. there's gonna at least be 300 mil off Wonka. I'm not sorry. That's probably what's gonna happen, especially because we're moving into this era where people are because we've had so many okay and all right superhero movies. They're just clamoring for IP. They're like they don't even care about superheroes anymore. They're just clamoring for IP. And like the movies that are gonna be safe obviously you're always gonna be batman it's always gonna be um superman superman and then obviously spider-man and then black panther and because black panther has become one of those series that's like this is our elite franchise if we're gonna shoot right. it for the oscars so it's like the one where like the film bros and the general audience oh ow <laughs> let me let me not italian hand uh the film bros and the general audience could be like yes and yes Blue Beetle didn't have that going for it. And that's, again, why I said, like, five, six years ago. Because had it released then, where people weren't experiencing this, like... Because overall, the movie is, technically speaking, okay, right? It's very clearly a streaming movie that was taken and made into a theatrical movie. You think but that? But it was a good stream. Huh? You think that this movie... This, this I think, is a bigger thing to jump into. You think this movie was made for streaming... And then brought think, to theaters? Think that is literally what happened. It was made for streaming on a $90 million budget. I think it originally then, was considered to be streaming, but I think what but at the point of filming, they were filming to do theatrical. No. 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 There were there were no. HBO Max had this little initiative. That's why Backdrop got canceled. HBO Max had this initiative where they were gonna do small to mid-budget movies on streaming, and Batgirl was gonna be streaming, and so was Blue Beetle. Right. And then Partway through Blue Beetle, they were like, "Okay, actually, we're gonna put you, put you in theaters," and it was like towards the end of the movie being like made in production, and then they were like, "Okay, hell yeah!" But then I'm guessing they 
they bumped up the marketing budget three cents because it had the same <laughs> marketing budget had it been streaming, which still blows me because there's a warehouse somewhere that had a bunch of Batgirl merch because they still make merch for the streaming movies. Like the Suicide Squad movie was made theatrically, released on streaming. It still had merch. It still had stuff. Was it a theatrical success? No, but it also came out during the pandemic Nevada, so it wasn't going to. But Blue Beetle uh, was a part of that streaming initiative because of the pandemic Nevada, right? So when Warner Brothers was like, actually, we're putting this in theaters, and it got the, it it had the reverse turning red, because turning red was made for theaters and then put on streaming, which I wasn't working at a theater at the time. It seemed that little standy get taken down, taken down, and that's what happened. It was so sad. I saw it got, it was moved to the front, because you were like, turn it red, and then it was, put it away. Um, But Blue Beetle has, like, a layer of, like, fun in it that does not exist, I'm so sorry to say this, but does not exist in a lot of superhero movies that are theatrical like it has the vibe of a movie that was made to stream because because a lot of the stuff that they've been putting on streaming is a little bit more culturally centered it's a little bit yeah. more like family mm-hmm. based and it's a like we like i said turning red big streaming hit in content big streaming miss marvel uh miss marvel streaming hit or actually no it was they had lower views but it was a critical darling which i think that's probably still and Marvel's it, best show. it got to focus on very culturally significant things yeah um and that and that's where you can tell that's where the streaming bit goes. But then, like I said, they bumped that budget up like ten cents, and we're like, put it in the movie theaters, and they forgot to market it to Mexicans in Mexico and other no, theaters worldwide because literally this could have been this could have been Spy Kids of, of the new generation. Like Spy Kids doesn't even have like any actual Latinos in it besides Carmen. Uh, but we still rise to that movie because Robert Rodriguez made a fire movie. Like, that's the truth. Uh, so that was all I had to say. Lumino, like Michelle said, is probably just going to pop up in like the starring roles in a lot of stuff because they want to keep Jolo because Jolo kind of has it going for him. Like, he's he's got it. He's I mean, Cobra Kai was huge for him. Yeah, that's how we got Lumino. Yeah, I think once Sholo's career has like more like like even more under his belt um, which like he's obviously going to have they will feature him in cameos more often assuming Mm -hmm. he can like allow for it Um, that being said how do you fail to market a Mexican live action hero in Mexico City well here's actually because they sure showed up for uh, Wakanda Forever like there were Wakanda Forever. I where I was in where I was in Mexico City, I saw a bunch of Wakanda Forever advertisements. Um oh, it yeah. was it, it was actually yeah. really interesting. Actually, sorry, this is a side note. Some of them were in English and they said Wakanda Forever. Um, but they like everything else was like in Spanish, like in a little blurb in the bottom and stuff. But then the other ones, depending on like where you went in Mexico City, it was um Wakanda por siempre. Like literally Wakanda forever, but they just they kept it like fully in Spanish, so I thought that was interesting. I mean, not Marvel a also has budget, a huge right? budget. My entire family. Marvel yeah. has a huge marketing budget, right? And they allow. I asked my entire family. I said, "If you see a single Blue Beetle advertisement in Mexico City, I want you to stop, pull over." We're in multiple cities in Mexico, so we're across three different states in Mexico. I said, and both two of them are major cities. So I was like, "If you see a single Blue Beetle advertisement, 
I want you to stop and take a photo and send it to me. I did not get a single text. I had hella family members in Mexico. I didn't get a single text. Yeah. He doesn't have, I mean, as far as I know, he doesn't, Sholo doesn't have anything like lined up right now. Well, I mean, he would if they marketed for Beatles, but. I mean, also, like, didn't they can't like announce stuff until like just like a few, like with the strike oh, just ended. True. Yeah. You know? Unless it was, yeah, unless it was like completed. Yeah. That's true. That's but, true. Um, like, it could be in deals, you know? Yeah. In negotiations or whatever. Right. Yeah. Le- legit, once that strike started, he was radio silent. So he probably was being a good little sack member. I mean, it's um, just Cobra Kai, I think. Because that's ending soon. I think it's one final season, right? I I don't know. I've never seen Cobra Kai. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't oh, seen, I've it. Never seen it. Yeah, so I think it's one final season of Cobra Kai. He is the main character of Cobra Kai. He right? is? Yeah. Like, as for, uh, the kids in Cobra Kai, yes. Like I didn't realize how young he was. I thought we were the same age. That boy is a baby. I yes. truly thought Zolo was like 25. Jo- no, no, Zolo's like what, 21 or 2? Like, uh, he's 22. Yeah, he's like, a little Gen Z baby. Yeah. Like, well, my, my, oh, he's also struggling. rapping now. He has, like, music I stuff saw. he's working on. But that's probably Ooh. during the strike. Ooh, yeah. We don't even talk about that. <laughs> I, haven't heard, I haven't really heard his stuff. But the point being is, I think that if Jolo became huge, I'm talking, like, huge as an actor, that they would greenlight a Blue Beetle too, Just on oh, his yeah. name alone, you know? If he, yeah, we've seen that with other actors that broke big later, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I still have better hopes for that Blue Beetle will become a cult classic. Like I, I think it would happen. It has a lot of heart. Um, it was like very sincere in what it tried to do. Um, they like went for it. I respect them for that greatly. Um, yeah. and furthermore, now that it's on streaming, other people will see it, especially people who never saw it in the first place, and they were like vaguely curious or just even bored. Be like, oh, let me watch it. Right. And then they'll fall in love with Jaime and period. Like, we've been you. Yeah. Um, also, that's so that's my hope, is gas. that it will be a cult classic. Yes, that suit is gas. And then also, to my point earlier about being streaming, the suit is practical. If it was not streaming, it would have all been CGI. And that is probably the truth. Interesting. <laughs> that suit is practical. It is tangible. It is real. Like, yeah. he was I know Angel was saying that he wanted a awesome. practical suit the whole time. Actually, um, my I have a friend who worked in VFX for the, the movie. Um, oh. and he, yeah. Um, and he was telling me, um, that like the editing for it was like super great. Like they treated them respectfully the whole time. They were not overworked, nothing like this. Um, and so he, my friend, he worked in the water scene, like where, uh, Jaime is getting his suit and then it's kind of like in the water, like as he's getting hit. And then when the bug is, putting its like cancers in the ground those specific things is what mm. i can remember off the top of my head is what my friend worked in um but yeah he was like we had a great time in the movie and um they always wanted to stress that like they wanted the suit to look i mean they did cg parts of the suit like the pincers these yeah. ones that go forward are fully cg they're not on the live if you've seen the practical suit um which again no worries like it looks great regardless but they were always told like hey like we want it to be as like realistic looking as possible. And I actually think they did a great job with the CG. They yeah. did. I, I, I think so too. I think it was like the perfect amount. The ratio was perfect of like practical to CG. Yeah. Yes. And I think um, 
when I was watching it in theaters and like realizing how good the CGI looked, when I remembered that the suit was practical, so you have all those on set like photos and references and lighting references that just exists because he was on set actually doing everything. And then I was like, wow, this is visually eating up a lot of uh, movies from. Um, even other... from this year from DC alone. Like. Oh, oh my God. That's oh, all I have to say about that. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I mean, there was a little movie. Remember that, came... that, little, that little comment that was like, yeah, the CG looks bad because it's supposed to look bad? That's all I have to say. Oh. That's all I have to say I about mean, we that. could talk about the Flash, them saying well, that it, the CG is oh. so bad in the Flash. It's unfinished. I will, not, I will not stop slandering the Flash movie. I love the Flash. I'm a big fan of the character. I am Why did we name the movie The Flash when he wasn't even the main character in his own movie? Like... Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> I, also, it's it's such a slap in the At face. At this point, that, Barry is done for. Like, just kill him and bring in Wally. Like, I mean, we... <laughs> he's done for. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't even like Barry as a character. Like, Barry as a character, he is the stepping stone for Wally. So... You could have had much more... Okay, no, this is not a Flash. This is not a Flash podcast. We're bringing it back to Jaime. Uh, hey, Mike, I, no, not here. Bye. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so as we as we wrap this episode up, um, I want to know if you guys had any final thoughts about, about this movie. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, yeah. I just he hopes say, for dreams. Anything yes, that you didn't talk I, about? I think this movie deserves so much more. I already made my video on it. It deserves so much more. It deserves like all the accolades, all the love, all the fun. Cause like, okay, yes, the plot, generic, whatever. But if a generic plot, a generic plot is, has heart and soul and culture. And like, you can just tell, you can feel the love from when you can feel the love of a movie that was made. In the movie, you can feel, like, the actual passion for, like, the work that everyone was doing in the movie, which you do feel in this movie. It makes the movie more enjoyable. So, the fact that you can tell everyone was just on their tens, like, was on ten making this movie, like, working hard. I know Jolo was like, uh uh, uh son guy, go away. I'm gonna do these kicks. I'm gonna do these splits. I'm gonna punch. Like, I'm doing, like, you don't stop me. Like, you can tell the directors, the writers, everyone actually liked. Like, if this was in the hands of somebody else, they probably would have just called the Beatle the Beatle. Like, they wouldn't have even called it Kajida. Like, some, there are certain people that just don't have the reverence for this material. And you can tell the people who made this movie did. And you can tell that the actors had a good time. You can tell everyone, like, actually cared about this movie that they were making. So, so what if it, if that criticism generic plot, most stories are generic plots, babe. It's just how you tell the story that makes it unique. And I feel like they did that. I feel like they did it well. And I am hoping that, uh, like, like Michelle has said, it was a cult classic because it deserves it. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Free <laughs> <laughs> with everything that, that was <laughs> just said. <laughs> Like, period, period. Yeah. Um, hopes for it to become a cold classic. Um, I hope more people will give it um, a shot, especially now that it's on streaming. So it's if you have, you know, HBO Max, it's just free and available to watch. 
Um, even people who maybe didn't like it the first time, maybe they give it a second chance. So fingers crossed, more people will like it and fall in love with the movie, especially now that, you know, after the strike is over, um, the actors and actresses who are in it can actually post about the movie and post about their work. Um, definitely 100% agree with Ben about how you can really tell that this movie was made with a lot of love yeah. and that they were so careful with like how they did everything. Um, like everything felt like it was coming like straight from their heart. They were like, we are so strict on, they were, I'm sure they were strict as hell behind the scenes of like, no, we're not gonna like, you know, make this movie not what it's supposed to be, et cetera, so on and so forth. And given that, like, I know that they read Ted's original series, they read Jaime's original series, and that they also consulted with like Jaime's creators. Um, um, and of course they, um, I hope they would have paid them appropriately. Um, that's my little side comment there. Um, but given all of that, I feel like they did put a lot of care and attention into Jaime. And even though it wasn't obviously like hundred percent comic accurate, which it's never going to be, it carried the spirit of the Blue Beetle and I adore it for that. And it's just going to always be in my frequently watched list. Um, my last comment is that like, I felt so insanely represented watching that movie. It was like one of the first times in my life that I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what the heck? Like, it, it like to the point where I was like, did they like put a camera into like my family's home setting? Like, they did, especially when they they're all arguing with each other. On all the Spanish stuff. They didn't put subtitles on all the Spanish stuff. No, that and was I, a I really respected IP. that. Mm-hmm. I, that was very iconic of them. I really respected that. For the second time I went to watch the movie, I went with two friends of mine who are not Spanish speakers, and um, they were seated next to me. And during the movie, at one point, there was, it was just like random family chatter. And they were like, my friends kind of leaned in and they were asking me to like translate for them. Um, just so like they didn't miss any details. And I was just like, this was such a cute little film. Like, like that's that's our bug. Like, that's the Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. final thoughts. Um, I think this movie uh, uh, couldn't have... Uh, coming out at the moment that it came out was both great and not great. I don't think this movie could have been made five years ago. And I don't think that uh, like if they had waited a couple months, it would have been even better off as far as the release is concerned. Maybe. But like, like if it was coming out now, right now is a good lull. If it came out now, I thought like, I don't know. I could have, could have dominated November. Could have dominated October. I assume they would have thought that the Marvels would have carried financially, but That's, yeah, I digress. You know, but then they're also dealing with Aquaman coming out in December. But I definitely think that this movie is uh, a good movie as long as you just watch it. And now that it's on streaming, I hope that like it, you know, it picks up as far as, uh, you know. Uh, that's concerned. Um, there were a couple comments on Instagram. EJ Culture says, I really enjoyed it, which is amazing. Um, and then Alec Belante says, lots of cheesy and hand-fed dialogue, but lots of great moments and characters. And I think that, like, there's going to be things that you like or dislike in this movie, but, like, the characters carried. Yes. That family you know? gra- grandma, that grandma, family grandma. That's the girl, Grandma Ray. Come on, that's that's my sister. That's my sister and I know her. Um, I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I had a lot of hope that it would be good, and it was good uh, enough that I wanted to see it a second time and take my mom. You know, and 
uh yeah that's all i gotta say i'm happy that we're able to talk about this you know um me too i'm i am sad i think the i'm glad everyone is hopefully gonna get paid now um due to the strikes but it does suck that uh due to you know the media silencing the strike to say the solidarity we couldn't talk about some like really important cultural movies, which this movie was. Yeah. Um, and, but again, it was just another thing where it's like this sacrifice had to be made because it wasn't getting paid. So hopefully you guys go stream the movie so not everyone can get their money. Okay. Let's make sure these people got their money because they made a good movie and they deserve to know they made a good movie and they deserve to be paid for the fact that they made a good movie and a bunch of people are coming that way. So yeah. go watch Blue Beetle. Like, go stream Blue Beetle. Stream yeah. it. Like, listen, I need BTS Army to get on it because they can do streaming organizing parties. Do that for Blue Beetle, please. Like, I need, like, B or Junk Cooper or somebody to be like, actually, Blue Beetle's my favorite movie because then they'll all watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, please, God, please go watch this movie. It deserves so much more. It just deserves, it deserves so much more. Yeah. Um, but if you, but uh, my last thing is, words to the wise, if you're casting a superhero movie and you put Becky G in it, for some reason, uh, that is not equal box office <laughs> for some reason. You know, she's one of the biggest Latina stars that has ever existed. So uh, if you are ready to have a cult classic movie, it's Becky G in your superhero movie. Otherwise, if you want your superhero movie to not do well in theaters, but like five years from now, people on TikTok are going to be like, why didn't that movie get a sequel? Then cast Becky G. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, um, yeah. 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 It's me, um, by the way, I just wanted to say that the actor who played Carapax was very menacing. I think that his character was, you know, just a generic supervillain with the same you know, like Ooh. the palette swap kind of thing. But the backstory that happened at the end, I thought really worked. You know like, what? You know what? Actually, I, I thought I didn't have more to say. I did have more to say because I actually hate when you have somebody who's so wretched and so evil for a good majority of your story and then you're like, actually, they like went through some things. Okay. I don't care. Like, you've been terrible this whole time. And now you're going to switch up on me. This is like how I felt. I'm matching Real Housewives and now Marlo is giving her a sound story. I don't care, Marlo. And I don't care, Carapax. Susan Surround Sound was in that I don't think it was meant to excuse his actions or explain his actions. I think, because I I think he knew that he was, like, guilty because at the end of the movie, he, like, sacrifices himself kind of thing. Um, But I think it was just, like, one of those, like, to use that ridiculous phrase from like i don't even know like 2012 like swag tumblr of like hurt people hurt people or something like yeah i i think that's what they were going for and i think they just wanted like more historical context for like like and like world building stuff in the film yeah Yeah. i didn't hate it it was clearly a villain you know he's a mercenary he like remains the villain yeah yeah he was, but uh, they could have done some more work with him and Susan Surround Sound to make sure that it just come out of nowhere. Because they like yeah. him, not implied. She was pretty explicitly anti uh, Lucino uh, the whole time. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they didn't do enough developing on that relationship to make it so when he has his little come to Jesus moment, you feel bad for him. He has it, and then I'm like, okay, whatever that means. <laughs> It's getting weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Him okay, for Papa Ray. So I was yeah, like, 
Yeah, just go blow up with Thelma and Louise, child. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, now I said my piece. Well, I want to thank I want to thank you both for coming on this episode. I want to thank you also for however many episodes ago when we came and talked about comic book Jaime Reyes. Um, you know, uh, uh, we we talked then and we talk now, and it's always great to have both of you on the show. Um, um, everybody here has things to say. Um, and, uh, it's amazing to be able to kind of get together and be able to talk about this because right now three of us are in all different places, you know, and oh God, we can yeah. kind of come together and, you know, phones in here right now. What'd you say? Now. Go ahead. Oh, I said we had all like, we have East coast, West coast and like central standard time all up in here. Yes. Yes. Hopefully we'll all be in the same place. April 28th through twenty. 30th? If uh, I mean I'm gonna I'm planning on going years? to C2E2 in Chicago if Michelle wants to come. I I did look up tickets. I did look up tickets. What? Woo woo woo. Okay. We'll see it. We'll see. One of my besties has an apartment there, so I could just stay with her for free. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I'm gonna work. like sleep on her floor. That could work. That could Listen, work. That could be a good time. And I won't have that same situation I had last time where we, we'll have, talk. We'll talk I after the show. Yeah. Thank you both yeah, of you yeah. so much for, for coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you to anybody out there who's watching and or listening. You're watching us live. You're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. If you're listening to us on our podcast, it's wherever you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If you're on social media, TikTok and Instagram are two biggest ones at the Keeg Show. But we're also on like threads and Facebook and Twitter and all that at the Keeg Show slash the Keeg Show. Uh, you know, wherever you are on social media, we are also there. Patreon.com slash the Keeg Show if you want to give back to the Keeg. Um, this is the Keeg Talks. We also got Comic Talk every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, where we talk about each given week's new comic book releases, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Indie Comics. We talk about it all. Um, this is the Keeg Talks Blue Beetle. Um, we also got some other movies that are that are coming out soon. Uh, hopefully we'll do a Ballads and so- of Songbirds and Snakes, the new Hunger Games movie. Uh, we should be doing a podcast episode on that real soon. Um, other than that, uh, oh, real quick, Michelle, where can people find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Oh, okay. Hi, um, Michelle. Um, I'm at Blue Beetles Bug on Instagram. I already have it open, so... Um, if you wanted to have more Jaime reading lists for comics, I have like a little infographic there. And then I have my much better one that I spent far more time on because I was procrastinating studying for midterms when I wrote this one. So um, this is my little why you should read uh, Blue Beetle 1986. And I have like a whole, oh, oh I went back to my Instagram. Um, I have like a whole little news infographic on that. And then you're welcome to read that. If you want to skim DC Wiki for secret entries number two, I updated the wiki because that wasn't there either um i will have more um that's awesome I eventually we'll do a ted reading list as well i have my high my reading list um i don't know more random beetle cosplay stuff tbd all right sounds good blue beetles bug all right uh ben you know the drill oh um, so I'm BT Artist Diet on everything. If you notice, I, I did my profile picture. I have the Santa hats. Yes, I'm a Christmas guy through and through. I love me some Christmas. Listen, it's 
when Mariah starts unthawing, that's when I start unthawing too. We're we're shaped up in that way. Um, do I have Christmas content plan? No, I just do whatever the wind wherever the wind takes me. Um, but right now, what's in the drafts right now? I have some videos. I have a video talking about the Netflix Avatar in the works. In the works, it's drafted out. Uh-huh. I have. I'm talking about Batman per usual. You know, that's my usual, my guy, my goats. Uh, maybe you have too much content of him. Maybe I don't. Um, but uh, that's what I plan on doing. I'm gonna try and make some more fun, silly, unhinged stuff. I haven't had a really unhinged video in a while. The current one that's doing well is somewhat unhinged, slightly hinged, slightly hinged, slightly. Like, the door is halfway off the hinges. Okay. But, um, you know, if you've heard the Terry Joe, you know, sure. and that was just a hyperfixation of mine. So I had to, like, make the video about it uh, in Spider-Man. So, you know, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's doing well. Gets me paid. Gets me money. You know? Okay. We talked about getting paid a lot by we, I mean, me. Uh, but, yeah, go stream Blue Beetle. Uh, go support. Let's, you know, uh, doing, like, whatever. Because... Why not? Like we're, yeah. we're great, you know. We're a great group of people. Like think about it, you know. So go watch the movie. Don't go watch it a million times. You know, BTS Army. It's Jungkook's favorite movie. So go watch the movie. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on here. Um, uh, thank you to everybody out there. Thank you to you two as well. Uh, once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this bit has been the Key Talks Blue Beetle. Take care, everybody. Say say bye to everybody out there. Peace. Peace. All right, I'll see you guys later.